Dear brothers and sisters, the readings of today speak to us, invite us to consider that at the second coming of Christ, peace will be finally and fully and forever established. How does this uh, peace come to term with um, the attitude of Christ that uh, does not show gentleness and kindness toward the Pharisees? We see John the Baptist preparing for the coming of Christ, uh, not very welcome with the Pharisees, uh, calling them brood of vipers. And uh, this um, um, presentation of Christ of himself as uh, uh, coming to bring the sword. Peace, according to the teaching of the church from St. Thomas Aquinas, is uh, the fruit of charity. It's one of the three inner fruits of charity. The first one is joy, the second is peace, the third is mercy. Peace comes out of charity because uh, peace, first of all, is the restful unity of the heart. When we think about peace, we think about the concord, the harmony among human beings. And that is certainly something desirable for the human heart and is an element of peace. But peace is more than concord. Peace is the peace inside the heart. Why shouldn't the heart be at peace? We experience uh, two types of conflicts inside our hearts. One is the conflict of being a fallen creatures. There is a conflict between what our body wants and what our intelligence and will wants. Between our body and our soul, we would say. It shouldn't be such conflict because our body is not given to us to sin. Our body is given to us to express what the soul wants. And so goodness, pursue goodness, do goodness. But because we are fallen creatures, we are inclined, first of all, to use our body to do evil, use our soul to do evil. We don't do evil only with the body. And so there is conflict between also the two. The other type of conflict that we experience is that with the same intelligent will, let's say when we are clear-minded and we decide what we truly want, we want different things at the same time. And we experience that conflict that paralyzes us. And we don't know what is the right thing. So why this um, rest the fulfillment, the clearing of these conflicts come out of charity. We need to look at what charity is and clear from any ambiguity and misunderstanding about that. Charity is not philanthropy, first and foremost. It's not to love my neighbor first. Charity is to love God for his own sake. Not because he is God not believing in him, that's faith. Not loving him for what he has in store for me. 
That's hope. Charity is, I love you, Lord, period. Not even because you are. There is no because. It's a love that ends there. I find fulfillment because you, God, are. Because of you. This is charity. This is the highest love. In heaven, we will not have faith anymore. We don't have to believe anymore. We will see. We will not be, uh, hope anymore. What we hoped and was difficult to attain, we'll finally have it. But we will have charity. We will love God for his own sake, because he is. So in, uh, in this pilgrimage on earth, already we are called as human beings with the endowed with the capability to love, we are um, given this task not to receive only the love of God, but to love him back. And when we love him, all the strings of our lives are finally pulled. That's why the second uh, inner fruit of charity, when I truly love God for his own sake, is rest inner rest of the heart. There is no conflict between my wills anymore. My body, my soul is drawn by the center of my heart. What I want intermediately is what I want at the end. The reason I don't want different things at the same time. Everything that I want is in relationship with God, finds its own perspective. What about concord? What about the other side of the coin of peace, the harmonious relationship between human beings? Well, the readings tell us, do not be naive. Um, the sword will be uh, laid, uh, will be wielded until the second coming of Christ. There will be wars. Full peace will happen only uh, when Christ will regain control and dominion of the whole creation. So we should not be deluded. The fight against evil will not take place tomorrow. It will. And that's why we want Christ to come soon. But uh, there is a beginning of peace that starts. The, the church is called to witness between us, that we witness to the world, that true love between human beings is possible. Charity, as I mentioned, is to love God for his own sake, but the second greatest commandment for Christ is to love our neighbor as ourselves. Why this is related and is a direct implication of charity. Because when I, go, when I love God, I love the ones who belong to him and every human being beside me belongs to him. The evil that the other human being carries, as I do, does not properly belong to his or her nature. God did not create that from the beginning. And that's why Christ on the cross stretches his forgiveness to forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. They knew what they were doing. But, uh, he sees in them from that cross, from the throne of God, he sees 
what properly belongs to them and what not. It does not belong to them to do that foolish act of killing Christ. So as long as they breathe, for him is an attitude of forgiveness and waiting for them that they could repent. So loving our neighbor, not for themselves, not for their own sake, but for the sake of God. If we love God, we can truly start to experience true love for the one beside me. In patience, in forgiveness, and in true um, joy when the other one experiences joy, lack of envy. That's why even the concord among men, the other side of peace, results from charity, from loving God for his own sake. We pray that in preparation for the second coming of Christ, we, each one of us, prepare by living radically a sign aside any, so, any form of evil and loves God for his own sake and our neighbor for God's sake.